Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up? We are in episode four of the Behind the Sermon podcast, and we're talking about the series Deeper. This week was also our kids' takeover, so we have uh, some different guests on this podcast today. We have Pastor Rob, who's the Dover Kids Pastor here, and then we have our uh, lead pastor's son, Banaya, here, who's going to be um, probably the youngest pastor, not in the world, that's a little dramatic, but in New England, going to be the youngest one, and I'd say probably he is now the youngest preacher, because he has officially preached. You can talk to I watched a, <laughs> sorry, it's me, Rob. I watched a, uh, a Steve Harvey show. Uh, he did this like little big show. There was a really, really young kid, and he was- He preached? He was, he was a pretty funny kid, and he would, everybody stand up and join along, and he would like get everybody- Oh, yeah. I remember was, that. Yeah, I mean, maybe not the youngest, but I, I mean, he was more of like a hype man for Jesus. Yeah, less of it's a, true. Like Benaya, a here's a sermon. Benaya taught. Benaya taught the Bible. Benaya, yeah. why don't you say hi? I was reading something. <laughs> Sorry, are we interrupting your time? No, it's on my, it's on my um, sermon notes, so don't worry. We can, okay. we can leave bad. the room if you need us to. I get you, cool. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> but um, I was actually, I was excited Honestly, let me tell you the truth. I was really excited that you were preaching this Sunday, even more when I found out that you, so I was talking to Pastor Nate before the service started and he was like, yeah, um, he wrote his sermon out and it ended up being so good that Pastor Nate just decided the portion that he was going to preach that he just gave to you as well. So like when Pastor Nate came up, I think people were expecting like, okay, here comes here comes like his the closing, thunder. the thunder. <laughs> Here comes the closing points or whatever. But that was that was that was the sermon, and like we heard all of that. And um, and honestly, I think you you hit on some really awesome awesome points going through the scripture. But um, so talk to me just about for you preaching this Sunday. And for those of you who don't know, we've had conversation a bunch of you wanting to be a pastor. So this Sunday, it wasn't like your dad forced you, right? Your dad didn't just no. go up to you and was like, hey, by the way, you're preaching, write a sermon, or you're grounded. No, it was kind of like that, but it was messages. Right. <laughs> it was kind of like that, but it was a text. Oh, no. It wasn't like that, right? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So do So... I guess real quick, just while we're on the topic of how young you are and how good you are at preaching, don't let that go to your head though. Um, It's 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 staying in my heart. Perfect. (laughs) Um, Why, why did you, why are you pursuing this calling into pastoral ministry at such a young age? You're just like, I'm for it. I'm, I'm going for it. Like what made you want to do that? Uh, well, First, God told me, and then I went to youth convention, and he was talking about how you can be, as long as young as you are, you can still pursue your dreams. So then I told my dad, I want to be a pastor, because God told me to. Wow. That's how it started. That's pretty cool. And then you started some classes going mm-hmm. through that. You are taking up some more in the summer, right, you said? Yes. That's pretty sweet. And so this message going through deeper, um, deeper doctrine, deeper doctrine, almost deeper foundation. You went through that, that picture of 
tree. And for the most part, um, cause you, you wrote this sermon, like you started this sermon from scratch. Um, so just if people are listening and thought Benaya was reading a script, like this was, this was pretty much you from scratch. And then you mm-hmm. worked with your dad to finalize it, right? Yeah. So that's, I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that process just for myself. I think it would be really cool to like, even just sitting under Pastor Nate and like kind of talking, like taking, hey, this is what I've got. Help me make this into a sermon or whatever. Mm. How did that look for you? Like, I don't know. Like, that's interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. How did that work out? Well, Jeremy and my dad were talking to me and then they were like, go go write your sermon. You have lunch break. Go do it. So I started writing. I showed my dad. You're so demanding. (laughs) Continue. Or you're grounded, right? You forgot the word you're grounded. And then he was like, you're grounded if you don't do this. So then I did it, and then he looked at it and says, okay, and I left. And then the next day, he says, here's your sermon. You can keep on writing. And I was like, okay. That night, we practiced for like three hours and kept on working on it. So he said, here's your sermon, like, here's your sermon back. Yeah, because he read it. You wrote it. I read it. This is good. Continue. Mm -hmm. And then you worked on it. It sounded like you just said, okay. That's what I got. <laughs> he did, kind of. Well, I, at first it sounded like he said, go write a sermon. Mid you writing the sermon, he walks in with a new piece of paper and says, yeah. this is your sermon. <laughs> this is it. No, this no. is your sermon now. That's cool, though. Yeah. So did you? Did he give you any outline? Did he talk through, like, this is about deeper doctrine? or? Yeah, he showed me some of his sermon. So, I, so you kind of knew yeah. where he was going? That's cool. And this is the... The second time that you've preached for our church, right? You mm-hmm. preached last kids take over, which I guess it's a good thing to talk about kids take over. And you even mentioned one of your points that was really cool when you were like, um, and think about it someday I'll be your youth pastors, like talking to all the kids and we've shared it with like our volunteers and, and thinking through like kids take over, people could look at it and probably assume like, Oh, this is, this is a gimmick. Like, this is a thing. This is just the kids' workers wanted a break from the room. So we're just going to do this gimmicky thing, get the kids out, make them cause some trouble somewhere else or whatever. But it's a lot deeper than that, right? It's a lot deeper than that. And our kids' wing is not babysitting, right? Like, when they're in there, they're learning, right? They're learning um, worship. They're learning Bible. And so I love the fact that we do the kids' takeover and to really teach through, like, Hey, this is a little glimpse into like what are who's going to be in our church ten years from now? Who's going to be leading things ten years from now? You know, here in Dover, at least we had um, we had some kids on the worship team that were worshiping. Like they they had the hands raised, they were looking around, they were in, they were engaging, and it's cool to think like, what if? You yeah, know what I mean? mean? One of one of uh, one of my volunteers' daughters who was up on the worship team actually said to her mom later on like. I really like, I want to do this when I get older. Like this is, this is a thing that I, that I really like and I want to do this. Um, so it encouraged her and inspired her to, to kind of step forward in that, which is really cool because that's, that's the inspiration that that's that even, even a calling like that, that we've been striving for our kids to get and pick up and all that kind of stuff like you had. Um, and something that I wanted to say to you is that there are full grown men that are afraid of the stage that you, that you preached on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like not to make your head bigger, but just that I want to encourage you and tell you that like, it's such a cool thing to be able to 
step out in the calling that you have without yeah. fear. Um, at least it looked like without fear. I mean, you were you were handing out jokes like it was a it was a stand up. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty great. You delivered well. You delivered well. But ultimately, even even just getting up there and speaking the word of God um, without fear and being confident in what you were talking about, it was it was a really cool thing to see, and uh, hopefully that inspires other people that are afraid yeah. of taking the stage and and speaking God's word um, to be to be brave be confident for sure and -hmm. just so everyone knows too those jokes they were yours yes they were mine your dad did not write those and his dad has better say these his dad has been building these jokes into him since he was born and and, and, whispering sweet sweet jokes into his ear he's been training me up first with my mom and then pranking my brothers and now he's getting pranked and now i gotta make jokes to you guys it's good they, yeah, they you had good. a couple that I was like, ooh, I can't tell. That was yeah, I couldn't tell. That at was all. on the the that made me laugh not in a <laughs> way. Like yeah. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, so I was like, I can't tell. Did Pastor Nate I feed could, him these? Yeah. But then yeah, I asked him earlier. I was like, so who wrote the jokes? I even asked Pastor Nate. He was like, oh, he he wrote them. I just helped. That just helped so him great because it. it's been in the back of my mind this whole time. Even I've the been trying open, to figure it out. So you opened your whole sermon. <laughs> with because we filmed the announcement video and your brother says uh hey my dad's gonna get up and preach sermon bumper lights come up we're at Benaya's on stage and even that joke i know pastor nate just said hey you need to address this um your brother says my dad's gonna preach so just say something yeah i, and I think- love you just like Without a beat, you're just like, hello, good morning, welcome to church. I just want to say I'm not his dad. I didn't want him to think I had a kid at 13. <laughs> a kid that old at 13? Wait, no. I mean, I mean a kid at uh, six. Yeah. No, I was three years old. <laughs> three years old, had a kid. But um, but still, like you, you know, and that's a really cool thing. That's It's honestly hard to do when you're trying to preach a sermon. You want to open up in a way that, that kind of get the nerves out. And you did that really well to where I think when pe- lights came up, everyone cheered thinking this kid must be terrified. Like, oh my gosh, we got to go. And then you did something great that like a lot of preachers struggle to do is open up with something that everyone's like, oh, okay. He, he's comfortable. I can be comfortable. And I honestly think you did a really great job doing that. And, and it opened up the room to like, okay, now we can listen. This isn't a, a recital kind of thing. Like, like, he has he has a message and he's gonna preach it. And so I love, you know, jokes, you know, I, I think those are really needed and just the way that you opened it, it's something important that a lot of I think other pastors strive for. I hate that's probably the the worst part of preaching a sermon is when the lights come up, what do you say? What do you say? What are the words? You don't want to say the same thing every week. Like you don't want to become one of those old guys that uses the same joke after every like a thing happens and everyone just looks at you like waiting like you're gonna say your thing right like I don't want that to be an opener thing for preaching and you just did a good job you opened it in a way that was really cool it's just always gonna be and I'm not his dad so we don't know yet it's only two sermons in <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> to his career so it ne- could just be every time and I'm sermon. not his dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, yeah, they, so you ha- they can't... had to go to kids takeover to see that. Right. Yeah. So you can't reuse that joke. Guaranteed, you can't reuse that. <laughs> but um, so let's talk through then this this tree 
that is falling over. That was your week, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the tree that the tree. with shallow roots. Let's talk about <clears throat> now even kids at, at your age, you probably have either friends or just people you know that are part of church that that say they're Christians and 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 somehow it doesn't really turn out that they have very deep roots. What um what are things I'm trying to think of how to ask this, but le- like let's just talk about like what are things that that we should be looking out as so like you're a great age for this. You should be pre-warning me for my children when they get closer to your age. Like what are things you see of like kids who are Christians that have those kind of shallow roots um, that maybe parents aren't seeing or anything like that. Do you have anything? If you don't, that's fine. I I mean, they'll say they're Christian, but then they'll go to school and do all this, this stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, alcohol kids will be like, Oh, I'm Christian. I don't do drugs. And then they'll go to school and kids will be like, Oh, you doing drugs too. And then they'll take it. I mean, that's shallow roots. Yeah. Absolutely. What did what have you done to kind of stay out of that stuff? Uh, I've, I've just ignored them and walked away and stayed away from those kids. I've always hanged out with the quiet kids at school and then the kids that are Christian at school. That's cool. And it's terrifying when you think about the age, you know, that that's a real thing that happens even. You're 13 now? Mm-hmm. I know kids in my school that do that. So that's... That's bonkers. So you have this this view into people, like what are they outside of the church realm, outside the roof of their, their parents? Um, but obviously, you're around the same you're around the same people, right? The same people could ask you those things. Mm-hmm. So did you feel like you were just prepped at a young age by your parents to like, hey, some kids are gonna do this. Yeah, my dad, especially my dad. Yeah. I mean, he grew up with uh, all those kids. Luckily, he didn't do anything that I know of. <laughs> I'm a seal check. But he always warned me. And then as my, my mom's a clinician, so, and she used to work at a recovery home. So I know those people that were like telling me, you don't do this, your life will get ruined. Mm. And having friends that died because they did drugs at a young age. Right. So I've kind of been like warned. Yeah. That's so good. Like, cool. yeah, it's cool. You think. To me, that age is a surprise. Like, I don't know why it shouldn't, it shouldn't be in like our day and age, but to think through like, okay, I'm a parent of a, of a three-year-old. When, when on earth should I start that conversation? Cause obviously three is too young, but, but like, when should that start? So like we have parents listening. So you're actually, I think you're actually really helpful in <laughs> this type of talk. Like when did you first start to see that? How old were you? Do I mean, you know, in your school, I was. I mean, I was in school. I used to hang out with all the middle schoolers mm. at a young age, so I would always see them doing it. Oh, okay. So I was in second grade, okay. and then my mom got a job when I was in maybe fourth grade, and then I really saw it, and then I got warned before yeah. I did anything. Wow. So, what do you think? What do you think the difference is? You think you just got good warnings? Obviously, you have you have your dad who's a pastor, your mom who's a great who's a great Christian, great like leader for a bunch of different people. So you have that. Um, there's a lot of people that have that. There's a lot of people that and, have that that, that don't. Do. Like, yeah. So 
I guess, like, what what do you think the difference is for you? It might be too hard of a question. I I'm, mean, I always ask questions to my dad about it. Yeah. I I mean, if he, you asked him, it's probably, he could count an entire, it'd probably take a day to count how many questions I've asked him about it. Yeah. So I think the questions help. And I always, like, I always pray about it so I don't get stuck in that stuff. So that helps. That's really what I do. Ask That's questions and pray. Cool. So, so parents fostering that relationship where your kid can ask questions. Like, can I ask about drugs and not get yelled at because I heard someone say it? You know what I mean? Like, is it an honest enough relationship between us that we can do that? Like, that's kind of cool. But, um, I mean, we see, we see the shallow roots in a lot of other ways, too, obviously. We don't see it as just... Um, it's just, you know, you say one thing and then you're going to do drugs. You know, sometimes it's a lot less severe than that as well. Um, and, I mean, we've hit on it a lot in this in this podcast. People, like, wanting something deep and then leaving because... Um, a friend dies. Because a friend dies, right? And they, and they don't want to hang on to it, which which I know we've seen that. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of that even this year. We've, we've had a, a good amount of funerals this year um and to see people that just can't quite hang on for that so what are what are safeguards that you guys do to think through like how can you handle how can your faith be solid enough to handle those things you know what are some things have you guys thought through that like obviously i haven't been through too much trauma losing someone extremely close to me or even um anything like that but um you know i know rob you you had lost your your grandmother through that and that was a really hard time um so yeah either way it's just like it shows up in a lot of different ways to where we can say we're christians and then we really don't have anything to hang on to when it gets when it gets scary when it gets crazy or or sometimes even when just when it gets um mildly inconvenient you think there are trees that can't even withstand normal normal winds they're just going to fall over because now all of a sudden it's inconvenient uh actually your sermon reminded me of one of my favorite favorite verses that that kind of has helped me get through um a lot of different situations but it's jeremiah 17 uh, 7 through looks like um, but it's but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. He'll be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes; its leaves are always green, and it has no worries in a year of drought, and never fails to bear fruit. Just like that idea of no matter what happens around you, if your roots are are deep and you're planted and you abide in Christ and you're and you're planted by that river, um, and you are connected to that vine, um, that you will, you won't be shaken. You're a tree that won't dry up in the drought. You're a tree that sleeves will be green regardless of what's going on around you because you're connected to the river. Um, um, and so it's just a really beautiful image of of a tree with deep roots and roots that, that are connected to the word of God. Um, and it kind of just reminded me of all of that. Uh, and uh, and honestly, your sermon was was just, I don't know. It it hits home for everybody, yeah. or at least it should, um, because it's as it, it's not it's not just a simple concept either. It's not something that that you know once and then can just forget. It's right. something that it should permeate all of our lives. 
at all times. Jesus mm-hmm. asked us to abide in him, and that means dwell there um, and, and be connected to him at all times. Yeah. And, and, it's, and uh, that's what digging deep is. That's what having your roots go down into the soil is. It's being connected to who God is and, and, and his word and his truth promises those are the things that are going to get you through the hard time um and and i mean that's what your sermon was all about so where did you um your dad didn't give you a scripture right for for this this is something that you kind of came up with uh, or that kind of stood out to you and you kind of knew what you wanted to do with it or how did that how did it even come to you uh he gave me a one scripture so then i read that i was like okay so what other scriptures can i find I did some research, he did some research, I found some, and he found some, and we made a sermon together. Cool. Very cool. Really neat. You made me think, um, Haley and I um, watched this documentary, it's right up your alley, Benaya, it was about, I don't remember the name of it, um, but it was going through farming, and they were they were trying to do this type of, um, this type of farming where... It was really like natural. They weren't using a ton of chemicals. I know, they were trying, I know that. I've yeah, watched it before. I don't remember what it is. It, he watches it every night. It, it, no, I watched it, and it's, I think there's a book about it too. Maybe, but it's it's crazy like how long the process is. But one of the things that you said, Pastor Rob, that made me think of it is um, they had this grove of like peach trees, I think, and it was it was healthy. It was growing. It was going really well, and. Um, what ended up happening was they ended up getting like a ton of gophers in their farm and the trees still looked good. And then out of nowhere, they would just start falling over because the gophers were eating at the roots. And so they still looked good, but their roots had been shriveling up. And you made me think of that just in your talk of like, it's something we constantly have to do. And so you think like you could be a Bible college graduate um, had been a pastor for years, helping other people find their faith. But if you're not like, almost like checking on your roots, check like your roots. Check, check your re- roots, bro. Like if you're not checking on your roots, like something, something can eat away at those roots aren't something that just grow and stay. Mm-hmm. There's something that, that you have to still maintain. Like you have to make mm-hmm. sure they're still in fertile ground. That yeah, there's that still... whole idea of a, of a slow fade or, or something that, that even, even you don't catch. If you're not constantly aware of what's coming into your body, your mind and your heart and things can eat away at those roots. Right. And, and you can still have that, that persona of like, Hey, I'm still a great Christian. I'm the pastor of this church. I can do this, that, and the other thing. And you know, like I can preach a sermon, like nobody's business, but then all of a sudden something happens and you're just shattered. Yeah. And it's like, well, that didn't happen right away. That came in from somewhere. Yeah. And it's all about having those roots connected to who God is. It's right. abiding in Christ connected to the vine um, that, that Jesus talks about right. in, you know, John, I think 15 through 17 or something. And, and it's just, it's just being connected to Jesus and being, being close to him. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. roots are, um, you think about like, that's not the fun stuff to work on. Like those aren't the, what's, I uh, don't work out really. But you know, you think about like the muscles that show, Versus the core muscles that help you actually Leg function. Day. Yeah, like like whatever. Yeah. But, you know, you're working on your core. That doesn't show up. And it's harder work than working on your arms and just having your arms work out. Mm. And you'd think the same idea, like, looking like you're a Christian is a lot easier than being a Christian. And even that, like, you look at your kid 
and you think, you know, just, I just keep thinking back to how the things at your school and how like you're there too, but something is different. Like you're not going into that. And so seeing your kid go to church and know his memory verse maybe, and all of that, that's a, that's a, like, that's a tree thing. That's not a root thing. And so like, what are the roots that you want to develop in your kids that you can see? Like, can you keep working on that stuff? Um, and even in our walk, like as, as adults, like roots are reading your Bible for you, not so you can just teach someone else it or show that you're, that you're good at it. That's not as, that's not as fun really, because it doesn't make you feel smart. It doesn't, it doesn't help you, um, gain any sort of social status in the church. Like you think through like the, the root building, that's actually learning how to be alone with God. Like, can you sit in a room silently and pray without thinking of something else? Like, can you work on a, on a focus and to think through those roots? Um, I think that's just paired with that documentary I watched. Like, that's a really cool idea or a scary idea. Not really cool, but the idea of like, you can look like a great, healthy, healthy tree. You have no idea what's eating at the roots if you're not checking mm-hmm. constantly. And, you know, what they had to do is they had to find a way to regulate the things that were chewing at their roots because um, not enough, obviously, like, you don't want, like, just enough sin, right? You don't want, like, no, you know, but but not enough gophers led to, like, unfertile ground. Yeah. And even that pairs well with this analogy, like, not enough. If, if you're like, mm-hmm. okay, clearly the bad influences need to go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip my kid out of school and be done. Well, now if their roots are stronger, who are they going to talk to Jesus about? And so there is a level of of gophers that need the gophers. that that needs to be around, right? But but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like uh-huh. if 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 they're so surrounded that they're eating at the roots, that's unhealthy. Yeah, that's like almost influential, too influential on you. Almost, yeah, you know. And right? if they're in this bubble that nothing bad can ever be near them, then who are they reaching? Who are they? Who are they helping? And so, like you, Benaya, have this this opportunity in school, um, to to share with people, to talk to people. And I know, like, even your brothers have gotten like in arguments in class because they'll bring up Jesus to people in their class, and like there'll be some people who aren't that religion. They'll be like, no, that's not true. Like whatever, like and but they have the conversation still, and there's someone there like planting these seeds in the mm-hmm. kids. And, um, but so that's just like a, an interesting idea because honestly, public school scares me. I was homeschooled my whole life. So the idea of sending my kids. Stepping outside scares you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, having conversation with human beings is pretty overwhelming. Um, but like the idea of sending my kid to public school scares me. That's probably because I don't trust them yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, And like, obviously there's a trust that you and you and your dad have, have grown that I think we should all shooting for the fact that like he can trust you on stage teaching his church is pretty cool and and obviously he doesn't just do it without you you're kind of coming back and working through it and and i do think you earn those things you're not just pastor's kid getting the right to do whatever he wants because he's pastor's kid like i remember a conversation yeah i definitely changed my attitude to preach up there (laughs) For this Sunday, you yeah. had to work on that. No yelling at my dad. <laughs> haven't haven't since. 
So, yeah, like I remember talking about, like, all right, it may just be Pastor Nate on this Sunday, but but even that conversation happening, like, I just think that's pretty cool. One thing kind of that you said towards the end of your sermon that I really liked is um, what did Peter do differently? He went deeper. Everyone else was looking for bread and miracles, mm-hmm. and they wanted Jesus to do stuff for him. Um. I think we're still, you know, I mean, you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like we're still at that state a lot of the time where there mm-hmm. are not as many Peters in our church to where they want to do something deeper. They think, you know, all following Jesus is, that's miracles. about. Just getting miracles. Yeah, just you good stuff happening. Yeah. So. Um, Reminds me of the different types of soils that the yeah. that the word of God is spread upon. And then it's like, um, take root. Some some land on the rocks, they bounce off, nothing really happens. Some some like there's a little bit of dirt, they dig in a little bit, and then when something bad happens, they, they jump yeah. out, they jump ship. Um, and then I think there's the soil where it just gets trampled, you know, like toss God's word, you know, it's toss God's word on like a path and people walk all over it and then it just doesn't really the the ground is hard, nothing really happens. So it kinda runs along the same lines. What do you guys think is some the most important things people should try and pursue to break to break out of that mindset so uh i mean going to tell people about god that's number one one of the things that i have i think tried to teach at youth group has been um we went through the the soil situation and Mm -hmm. just kind of like we kind of talked about which soil are you and once that's identified it's knowing that that's not the soil you have to be, you know what I mean? Like, so, so it seemed like you were kind of be being put in a box where I, like, I'm definitely the hard soil. Nothing's getting into me, you know, like yeah. and once you identify it, it's like, okay, well, which one do I want to be? I don't have to be the soil. Yeah. I don't have to be the rock, you know, like mm-hmm. I can, I don't have to be the one dropped into the weeds and have friends all around me or people around me that choke out the word of God. I can I can make myself the good soil, and then it's it's just knowing that you don't have to be a bad type of soil. You can be deeper. You can go go further. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved um, reading through your notes, but that one that one really stuck out to me. That last that last kind of talking through in the miracles he wanted to wanted to do something for Jesus Jesus doing something for mm-hmm. them and that kind kind of being the mindset that people have so obviously you know it sound always sounds like a plug but serving you know volunteering or trying to go out into your community like that it's a lot more than just helping a church, church. function you know it it does it makes you it, it grows you deeper it grows you deeper in that and even, you know, not just wanting miracles for yourself or not being the one who prays the miracles over people, but, but hoping to see miracles happen in other people's lives more than yours. Mm-hmm. I think that's another really important. The sign of those roots, right? Yeah. It's a sign of the roots going deeper because it's right. not about you. It's about, it's about other people. And that's what Jesus' teachings mm-hmm. are all about. It's about about others it's about yeah. loving other people and making sure that they're they're growing and so especially when it comes to like you know should i be doing this thing around around these people and it's like well it's, it's going to cause them to stumble 
it's gonna if it's gonna make them struggle with something then no it's about love loving your your neighbor loving yeah. the people around you um and changing your actions to make sure that that you don't you don't bring them further away from god and if anything you want to bring them closer to god for sure mm-hmm. so i i asked you like a like it was a joke but i'll ask you anyway if people want to hear more about you <laughs> Benaya, you actually do have a YouTube yeah. channel that you've done, right? Yeah, it's Benaya's Interviews. Benaya's Interviews. And you've interviewed both. You've you've gone from farming all the way to... Pastors. To the different light. pastors, Speed the Light, mm-hmm. all that. Are you still doing videos for that? Are you still yeah, working Yeah, it's hard on... to find people. No one likes to email me back. Ah, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Well, now well, you'll have a podcast yeah, behind today you. Changes today changes that. Today changes it. All tens of our listeners... No, we have more than that, but um, either way, thank you, Benaya, for a great sermon. I know we, me and Haley, Haley and I sent you an email thanking you, but mm-hmm. I'll thank you here on the podcast too. Um, it's really, it's an it's a privilege to see how you serve in the church and, and you give so much hope to me for my children, um, praying that that they can grow up to be like that too. And I appreciated even the shout out at the beginning, um, bringing them in, including them as pastor's kids. Um, but yeah, appreciate you. I love what God's doing in your life and the fact that you're so willing to pursue that. And thanks for trying, like you, you're teaching us, you, you taught the adults something this Sunday. And if anyone missed it, like swallow your pride and go back online and listen to the sermon because we have stuff to learn from that. Like we all have something to learn. You listen to that sermon God's word, and you pray to God, like, God, what, what do you, what do you want to teach me through this? And I guarantee you from the sermon from a 13 year old, you have something to learn from it. So, um, yeah, thank you for doing that. That's it. That's all we got for you guys. Thank you for letting me be on the podcast. Of course.